Oh boy, it's the Doom to Fail podcast coming to you before the theme song plays. Ooh. <laughs> it's like weird. It's like seeing a teacher at uh, at the store or something. Oh yeah. One time I saw a teacher at a fancy Italian restaurant on a date. Whoa, that's so weird. He was not pleased to see us. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like that. Uh, we're here before the credits because this is a shorts episode and... Uh, when we got to talking about Immortals, um, it just sort of happened. So we have no uh, framing for that. And we like to offer you framing. My name is Tim Dobbs. That's Catherine Cogert. Hi, here in a frame. There you go. Stay tuned for our show about Immortals. How's your sister? I haven't heard a word one about her in like a year. Uh, my sister seems fine. The last time I talked to her, I'm pulling up my notes. The last time I talked to her, um, did you say I'll have to look at my notes? I'm pulling up my notes now. <laughs> your last meeting with your sister. Yeah. Uh, according to this new business, uh, Tim, stop taking notes. And <laughs> old business, I told you last time not to take notes. It's weird. <laughs> Then there was a vote, but the um, votes were never counted because uh, it looks like she was trying to wrestle away my notebook. Ah, <laughs> oh, sounds like she's doing great. Really healthy. Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, let's see. I talked to her and she was like, how's things going? And I was telling her about my job and she was like, oh, yeah. that's great. And so, you know, I was off on this little tangent about my life. And then I was like, Sally, what have you been up to? And she's like, well, I spent the last week learning how to and building a stone fence so she spent like a week reading up on ancient fence building techniques that require no mortar or anything you just pile the stones in a certain way do you just like find the right shaped stones is that how that works well and then they're stacked in a really well-balanced way that's about it gotcha um and uh you know they last forever because there's no um the material is all the same and they have kind of natural gaps so swelling and and compressing can just be handled um so yeah she was like yep stones can last forever i had to go get all i had to get all the rocks so i uh found a bunch of rocks and i've been carrying them up the hill in my backyard to uh the wall at the top of the backyard and it's kind of what i've been up to that'll be great for when she becomes an immortal Mm -hmm. and she's never gonna have to do fence maintenance as an immortal i feel like as an immortal you would want to just keep things busy fence maintenance yeah just sometimes (sighs) I feel like it would come around really quickly. Like it would really sneak up yeah. on you. Like, oh crap! It's been another ten years. Be... I have to. You're I right. Have to... <laughs> it would be like laundry. It it seems to come just a little too often. Yeah, yeah. There's there's always mortar needing to be replaced, and there's always laundry in the laundry bin. Man, can you imagine being immortal and then doing laundry for the rest of your life? <laughs> no. I think if I was immortal, I would just be like not wearing clothes. Forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably would too. I think this, there's always this thought around, um, you know, being immortal would really be a curse because, you know, the, the boredom and seeing everyone disappear and like, you know, just everything, uh, you know, everything would stretch on so far. You'd just be so tired of it. And I, I, I've been thinking about it. I'm not sure that's true. I really feel like I'm pretty sure I could fill the time, you know? <laughs> And and also, so there's this idea that, like, the same way as you get older, uh, you know, a year 
the years between 30 and 40 seem so much faster than the years between 10 and 20, right? Like your teen years are just huge and you remember them large in your memory. And I think there's this idea that things would continue speeding up constantly. And I'm not sure that really tracks. Like, I think you would probably not remember things as well. Yeah. You'd be just like, I don't remember the 1900s. Whatever. Uh, Some stuff (laughs) happened. I don't care. Um, Steam engine, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But like, I don't think it would... I don't think it would all like pass in a blink of an eye. Like, I don't think in the moment you would be just like, you know, bah, hundred years. Who cares? Like, it's not like your perception change. No, either. No, I think that's just like a like a movie trick that they use to like buy us more time. Right. You know, like give us a sense for like, oh, and he just saw all this stuff, but we're going really fast because you're not immortal, and that would be a boring movie. <laughs> you only have so much time to waste in this theater. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, so, but to me then that says like, fine. So my sense of perception. So I think the whole thing hinges on this sort of life narrative process that we all do. Right. And a hundred years is, you know, it's about enough to build out what, you know, is a narrative. Like we're all just used Mm -hmm. to that as the arc. But I feel like if you lived that long and no one else did, you'd be able to just sort of have a shifting narrative arc. And eventually you'd stop caring about what happened in the 1800s, like to you. And you'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, anyway, you know, like, you remember a few choice stories, but for the most part, uh, you just, like, shift your perception of what the life you're living to the 50-year period that you're at right now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And you could just do that forever. I think it sounds great. <laughs> Live forever. That's my motto. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, I'll support that. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and uh, so I guess the other thing is, too, and I, I think this is something we see a lot, a trope we see a lot in movies is uh, immortal people being wealthy. And uh, I think that, that also makes sense to me. It does make sense. That yeah. makes a lot of sense because you have like nothing to do, but just sort of like accumulate stuff. Time value of money. <laughs> and like you can have so- you just be like, oh, I'm going to take this shitty five dollar lamp. <laughs> and then in 200 years, the valuation on that is insane. It's true. Do you if think you it... have a good if you have a good design eye for it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. Or you it's... could just like collect coins. <laughs> Here's an ancient Sumerian coin. I've kept it very nicely. Uh yeah. I don't know, you could end up being like uh, you know, someone who collects uh stuff that's 20 years old and actually it's just going to be garbage though. And just have a big room full of garbage. You could end up being a hoarder. You could end up being a hoarder. But, like, here's the thing. A collection is actually a collection if you keep it on display. That's true. Right? So I, I think if you're smart about what you curate, like, you'd have to be really mindful about it and mm-hmm. look at, like, the valuations of things and yeah. what trends you think will come back in style, which things are, like, empirically beautiful. You know, I think this is probably the only reasonable career path for an immortal. I think so, is an antique dealer. Yeah. When you think about it, it's like, what else should you do? I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, some sort of greater philosophy or, but you just forget it all. Like, I, mean, I guess maths yeah. of some kind. Maths. Uh, no, but it's all, it's all, um, what's the word? It's all uh, uh, collaborative. Like all that stuff where you get to a certain point and you really need a team. I think. Like, like advancement of knowledge yeah so like let's just say i want to uh yeah whatever solve some crazy 
proof or something like that. Like, sure. Yeah, you can. Oh, send and you're assuming that but... you have to keep the fact that you're immortal a secret. Uh, definitely. So you have to be alone by the law of superhero films. <laughs> no, you know, I'm thinking like, why not just be like, oh yeah, no, I'm immortal, and then just move on. <laughs> like, it, just like you're filling out a job application, age fifteen hundred and twenty-two. <laughs> just like, just like, just put it all on the table. Yeah, super immortal. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> just and like, just be really straight up about it. People will ask you about it, so you have like a photo album, and instead of like a thing of your kids, because I assume if you're immortal, you can't have kids. That doesn't seem fair. Well, why not? Oh, because you're because the point of having kids is to continue your line, right? And so there's no evolutionary pressure for an immortal to no need to have kids to yeah. do anything, really. Yeah. Well, okay, hang on. First off, they're not invul- invul- vulnerable, though, right? Ugh, terrible word. Like they have some sort of weakness? They could be like, killed. Uh, whether it's Highlander style with the head so off. I, like vampire rules, basically. Um, yeah, but not the sunlight thing. Just normal person. Not the sunlight thing. No blood. No blood needed. Let's, Can let's, we do that? Let's just simplify this whole thing down. They're a person whose uh, genes never fatigue and uh, they show no signs of senescence. It's They okay. just don't die from old age. That's that. So they could die from like being impaled. They could die something. from an Im- For example, just a random example I picked. Or heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah. Well, if they have good genes. They do. Yeah, they really. have very good genes. Very good genes. The they have genes. the best genes. <laughs> I, so, yeah, but they don't. Okay, so an immortal person, though, you, you would totally clone them, though, because we have that technology now. And if, if it's just genes, it's got to be magical. Let's. We can't. <laughs> Because otherwise, we're immediately cloning them and being like, what's up with these genes? Let's get this in everybody. And then there's other problems. But I think, okay, you spend, you like, let's say you start in Sumeria. You spend, like, a lot of time, I guess, gaining up fighting skills so that you can have the agency to be like, no, I do not. I do not give you permission to clone me. Oh, oh. And if somebody tries to <laughs> capture you, you can just be like, yeah. Because that was, like, the first, like, 200 years was basically learning karate. <laughs> I love that. I love that your answer to this question is, oh, well, you should just get, like, sick ninja skills. Like, like your answer to the complex question of should we, is it right for a man to live forever? Should we have such godlike powers? You're like, ninjas. (laughs) The martial arts, bro, that's what's going to save you on this one. (laughs) You're right. Okay, well, so that's that's another thing is that I feel like I, I think a lot of the don't reveal that you're immortal comes from a time of superstition, right? Is that you're just not sure how people will react. And it sounds like you and I are both comfortable at this point thinking that most people are relatively rational. We mm-hmm. could we could meter this thing out until uh In it's, such it's, a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could do it like like let's say you are at work and you're like, maybe let's compare this to like being in the closet at work and you just decide to like slowly reveal things right. about yourself. Like, oh, me and my spouse did this thing and then you slowly reveal that your spouse is of the same gender right right you just drop and off the, like you know kind of, yeah yeah his name you is brad just, <laughs> you like tell one person you see how it goes with them and you just kind of mm-hmm. you know you come out slowly so let's you could do that with being immortal right it'll be like oh yeah 20 years ago i was doing that and like you could just like say oh 50 years ago i tried that it's pretty fun have, have um, ever, i've done this have you ever um Sort of just slipped in timings that don't really make sense into your stories. Because people won't I, question you on no, it. No, but I'm going to start. Sometimes they give you a look, but if you keep talking, it just disappears out of their head. It's great. That's a fun game. Yeah. I'm going to do this. 
I mean, it's probably sort of uh, sociopathological, but it is fun. <laughs> Messing with people? Yeah. Mm. So I feel like I think uh, I think our, our culture is moving in the right direction, that we are developing a broader acceptance of uh, alternative Absolutely. lifestyles, alternative uh, orientations, sexual orientations, all that. That's fantastic. I do mm. not know the culture is ready yet for mortals. Um <laughs> Uh, is the culture ready for it's, immortals? It's on the cover of Time magazine. <laughs> I imagine it's like the the immortal next to like Sesame Street's The Count, and they're doing like a back to back thing. <laughs> I forgot he's immortal. <laughs> Are two immortals? <laughs> In a sense, In the a, Count is immortal yeah, since he, he's a puppet. He you can just make more of him. <laughs> True. He's a character. <laughs> oh, he's a character, all right. Always counting. Oh, he is such stories. a character. He is such a little character. <laughs> um. So I guess I feel like in uh, Sumerian times, we would say totally not ready. Like, I cannot tell people about this because I will be burned as a witch or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't absolutely. know. I mean, I'm probably stereotyping a lot about ancient cultures and how uh, intolerant they were, but I think they were pretty intolerant. <laughs> You know, I think it it, it w- waxed and waned, right? Because like Greek and Roman culture, totally fine with homosexuality. That's true, but it was within very strict parameters. Like it had to do with a framework for like raising young boys to be thinkers or whatever. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not crazy about the molestation aspect. Oh yeah, no, me neither. Anywho, yeah. um. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I do have, I think a lot of my impression of uh, ancient peoples being intolerant has a lot to do with just Puritan writings. Because it's sure. like, well, you know, 300 years ago, we were huge jerks to everybody. And um, I guess just, I think of 300 years ago as the ancient past. Okay, this this brings up a really, another really interesting aspect. So there was... Uh, yes, there was. A, I'm pretty sure I I pray to anyone who's listening that the show was canceled, but it was on this past season. It was called Forever. It was about this doctor who okay. was immortal. He had like special rules around uh, his immortality. I just <laughs> it, I love it. It's not important to the story. <laughs> it wasn't a very good show. And every week but- he came to a new town and solved their problems. No, he was in New York. But anyway, it would flash back to like a relevant time in his immortality while he was like becoming a doctor and like learning about like the latest medical technologies in like the 1800s, in the 1700s. Right. You know what I mean? But like he was always on like the right side <laughs> oh, of I the see. battle. Like he's always easy. like, oh, those darn Nazis or <laughs> we should definitely give women the right to vote. Like he was always on the right side. <laughs> yeah. And why would he be like that? doesn't make his 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 uh, no sense of things shouldn't be that of a modern person his sensibility should be that of an ancient person and then like your grandpa still like using terms we don't like to use anymore for people of color uh i think he would be doing exactly that he'd be like nazis hmm you know (laughs) you know they have some really good points honestly it's been really hard lately (laughs) and i just i really just want to make sure that we have we all have bread and we can eat and then so i'm gonna vote for him here's the other i'm gonna give him a shot right (laughs) You know, what's the worst that could happen? Cut to <laughs> the worst that could happen. Oh, my bad. That's how I would like the flashback of that epi- the flashback arc of that episode to go. Every time it cuts back to him, he's just going oh, 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 and pulling at his collar. Like, 
Another big mistake for forever. That's his name. His name's Forever Jones. <laughs> Great. I think I think that he is much um that this is a much more realistic aspect of like you have someone they make mistakes they're on the wrong side of history but they learn about why like maybe killing Jews isn't the best way to go. <laughs> maybe burning witches is not a great idea. It seems so obvious from our point of view. <laughs> but yeah, like we weren't th- there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and hope I would also not agree with it, but who knows. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep thinking the best of myself, though. Um, I don't know. If you were Forever Jones. If I was Forever Jones. Here's the thing about Forever Jones, though, is I feel like, um, why would he learn from his mistakes, right? Like, wouldn't he not only have sensibilities from ancient times, but he would probably be, like, super crotchety about it and be like, I'm, okay, all right, everyone who's lived 500 years, raise your hand. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I am the wisest one in the room. You listen to me now. Like, he would just be so... He'd have such a superiority complex about it because he's just like, I've seen everything. But but I feel like... Okay, so I think there's kind of like an evolutionary reason that old men are crotchety. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like, you have... The reason you're crotchety... Here's just one one woman's anthropological theory. Got it. The reason... 90-year-old Tim is crotchety Mm -hmm. is because 90-year-old Tim has found what he believes to be the best way to do something, and he wants to perpetuate that and imprint that on younger generations. If you're immortal, you no longer have, like, the reason to care about future generations as much. I see. This is memetic evolution. you do care about the future, right? Because you are going to be it. Right. So you can open your heart a little. I like to think that the the immortal Forever Jones Mm -hmm. is... Is more open to like changing his mind about stuff and looking at new perspectives of things. That doesn't mean he make he makes mistakes. I mean, the Nazis were a new idea. Maybe he <laughs> experimented with it. But like, that doesn't mean he can look back and be like, "Oh, that was a mistake." I'm gonna I am gonna rethink my position on this. I think maybe he's a little too open though. That's just I mean, throwing with every despot who's a charismatic speaker. It just it could be a mistake. That's all. <laughs> I think like openness is great, but like it's it's okay. So. Yeah, I think a lot of the conservatism, I think, really does come out of uh, dying someday um, and needing to set up how the world is supposed to be w- w- when you're gone. It's like when you're leaving yeah. a job and you're like trying to get all your like stuff documented and everything and being like, this is how I set the system up. Don't mess with the system. Trust me on this. And then like the moment you're gone, they're just like, screw those guys. And everyone else is doing who- whatever they care about. Yeah. So I yeah. think I think maybe uh, a lot of we do that with life. We're just like, no, 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 no. It's really, really important that, um, you know, women not have the right to choose. That's just like an important thing. And I need to have that. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so maybe there's like this guy would move all the way to the other direction where he can just be like, doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm going to live forever. But that is not accounting for all the other people, like, who will not live forever. Uh, specifically, the Nazis if, get elected. What if Forever Jones is Ms. Forever Jones, though? Oh, this is a great spinoff. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, so like, did she have to dress as a man in the uh, in the Victorian era in order to be respected? I'm sure she spent a few hundred years reinventing herself just yeah. dressing up as a man. Mulaning it, if yeah. you will. <laughs> Might have been Milan. We don't know. Which is what she would later learn to call that period in her life. <laughs> As she's watching that movie. In, period. In like 1999, she's like, uh, yeah. Yep. Now this is what I'm going to call it from now. <laughs> That's a good word she for that. She always goes to the movies. She's really into film. Yeah. She's seen like 
all of the movies. He's got all the time. I think that's the, my limiting factor is I just don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well really get into film. And it's just so nice to see something <laughs> with an ending, you know? It is. It is. <laughs> Thank God. A closed loop. <sighs> um, the the doctor thing though that I think that's that gets back to my point. That's a terrible job for an immortal. Like, isn't it? Like, like the the vast majority of medical advancements have happened in the past like twenty years. Like, and every year it's exponential. Like we get more and more of understanding the body. And until you know, like what it was like hmm, early nineteen hundreds where we even had the term science based medicine. Like we just did, it was all just whatever you know. <laughs> and and why what good are we getting out of some doctor remembering bloodletting like being like oh yeah we used to bloodlet all the time i don't know i don't know i think like what uh, i think that could go for any any discipline though except for antique dealership uh, except for antique dealership this is right well and this is also why i brought up math is because i feel uh-huh. like uh math is you know it, it doesn't necessarily change with the times we find different techniques that we would do to poke at the numbers but the numbers themselves don't really change so like having had a lot of experience thinking about numbers is uh probably still useful thousands of years later sure yeah yeah (sighs) (laughs) and like having to chat with like the great minds of math and like recall those conversations might be helpful maybe i mean yeah I, i yeah i think that one's broadly true across a lot of uh well, this is true this is true but 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 it comes back to the idea that like the great minds like talking to freud in if you want to be a psychologist is like yeah dude had some interesting ideas but like we've really debunked a lot of that and um just like having had the talk which i'm sure is very interesting but i don't know that his like knowledge will help you advance your craft um but i think in math that you know talking to newton or something like you'd still get some use out of his thoughts and his way of viewing the world mm-hmm. yeah Certainly some some insights into the occult. Definitely. Oh, and alchemy. <laughs> uh, Newton, you're such a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, man, to be a rich weirdo. <laughs> That's the dream, right? Yeah, to be a rich, immortal weirdo. <laughs> Forever Jones, rich, immortal weirdo. <laughs> Attorney at law. Catherine, we made the best TV show. We just did it. We made the best TV show. 